Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1002. If you know yourself, you'll succeed in life. You need to understand your strengths and you need to understand your weaknesses. And if you're able to accept them, embrace them and try to improve on them, you'll have a successful life. You really will. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, John Lyons. Hey, John, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready to go. All right. John Lyons and his wife, Jessica, are the founding partners of the Newport Concord Elegance that started back in 2006. Today, John and Jessica are the founders, and John is the chairman of the New England Concord Elegance, now in its second year, and it takes place on Sunday, June 24th at Mitchell College in New London, Connecticut. John brings over 20 years of senior leadership experience in the wireless industry and has a lifelong passion for cars and the collector car hobby. He served on the advisory board of the LeMay, America's Car Museum, that building just down the road from where I live, and contributed to other significant museums in the country. He's consulted in the antique car auction industry for years and is a past contributor to Sports Car Market, Car Collector, and Old Cars Weekly magazines, all great publications that I receive. So, John, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career, the Stu Concord? and a very obvious passion for automobiles. Well, I have, I have nothing else to share. You've covered it all. <laughs> We're all done. Well, great to have you on the show. See you later. Thank you. <laughs> so, no, really, uh, really, you covered it. I'm I'm uh, very fortunate. I've got a wonderful show with a lot of great people that help produce it. And really, that's the focus. Uh, my wife and I, we try to focus on the charitable aspect of the show. I'm going to start, actually, and apologize to you the listeners don't know this, but I'm going to tell them that uh, I put you off for six or eight weeks. And <laughs> I, I don't normally, you know, any any publicity for the show, I don't like to put off at all. But uh, one of the major things about the show is we've got an amazing new venue. We had a, a nice venue last year, but it just didn't meet our needs. So we moved the show uh, and we we're on a beautiful rolling hills of bucolic SAT word of the day, bucolic property on the, the, they call it the Thames River here in Connecticut, Uh but it is spelled like Thames, like in London. It's at Mitchell College in New London, Connecticut, and it is a breathtaking venue. Uh, In fact, we're heading up tomorrow to do a photo shoot with one of our star cars. It's very exciting. So that's what I've been really focusing on mostly the last 12 years is these philanthropic endeavors. And, you know, we're excited. It's uh, year two and a lot of enthusiasm. Well, these shows are massively challenging to put on, and without a lot of help, they just don't happen. And they're also kind of, uh, you're just a young show, so you're kind of feeling your way through, and I'm so happy you found this new venue. What's your main charitable group that you're contributing money to this year? This year, there's one to be determined, uh, but we have an association with a wonderful museum out of Newport. My first show, my initial show was Newport. I've got a lot of passionate feelings for Newport and their history. So there's a, a fantastic new museum up there called the Aldrain uh, Museum. Just spectacular, right on Bellevue Avenue. I'll give them a quick plug. If you're in or around Newport, you have the time. It's really amazing. They rotate the displays every 
three months or so, join. It's nominal, a few bucks, literally, to join. And you get invited to VIP events. You get first access to their displays, things like that. So uh, the Audrain Museum and then the second charity, uh, we're going to benefit Mitchell College. Uh, Mitchell, I'm an alma mater there. Um, I've had ties to the school since 1982. So I've got strong feelings. It was a former trustee of the school who I'm very close friends with who suggested we moved the show there, uh, that it offered everything we needed for the show. You know, the story, I kid him, I said, before the words, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard in my life, could come out of my mouth, I realized that that was the best idea I've had, <laughs> you know, that, that I've been given for the show. And and I literally said that to him as he suggested. It's an old friend, Doug Gardner, who attended uh, the school with me. Like I said, board of trustees, very connected to the school, much more connected than I am. But I'm a graduate there, and it's a really nice fit. They're pretty excited about it. The community is really embracing the show. So those are the two. I've got a meeting today regarding the third charity. Hopefully, we're going to have an announcement on that in uh, in the coming days. Very nice. Well, I'll remind our listeners, I'll put a link to that Newport Museum on John's Carsia show notes page. So you can go to Carsia.com and click on that and check out the Newport Museum and more about it. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. Or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that has meaning to you or maybe to your event. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So, John, take the wheel. I don't have a success quote. What I tell my kids is if you know yourself, you'll succeed in life. You need to understand your strengths and you need to understand your weaknesses. And if you're able to accept them, embrace them, and try to improve on them, you'll have a successful life. You really will. I think I know myself pretty well. I run into people who don't know themselves all the time, and I think there's a stark difference. might sound egotistical, but that's what I teach my kids. No, it's a great lesson. Uh, Maybe there's one, and we could do a whole show about just that in and of itself, but let me ask you this. If you had to give that piece of advice, or you have to your children, but to someone else and wanted to give them one quick little thing about how they can really get to know their self, their self. What's one way to do that? Oh, gosh. I, I just, <laughs> it's just, it's just honesty. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to get political here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we don't go there here. <laughs> except, except for now. Uh-oh. Uh, no, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm, I, I'm on Facebook. You're on Facebook. We, we friended each other 10 minutes ago. I don't know what your newsfeed looks like in terms of what you see from your friends, but I know what my newsfeed looks like. The divisive political conversation in this country is horrifying. Yeah, it's uh, on, sad, on, isn't on it? both extremes. Yep. It's absolutely horrifying. If you are somebody who is unable to be friends with a Democrat or unable to be friends with a Republican because they're registered with that party, you need to take a good long long look in the mirror. Yes, I would agree. That's, that's an example. Yep, and I would agree. Politics, I think. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. But I do agree with that. Yeah. And that's why, uh, you know, the great thing about cars I've learned after a thousand plus interviews here is they are an equalizer and they cross all socioeconomic boundaries, political boundaries, race boundaries, gender boundaries, everything. When you get on a lawn, a Concor lawn with a fellow Concor lover, car lover, you know what? Those things move aside and the focus is cars and our passion, our shared passion for the cars. And that's what I think is great about this car hobby. So wonderful. Let's go back in time in your history and talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed a car guy? 
I might not have known it, but my parents knew it. I was three years <laughs> old. I would sneak out of the house to go down to the street to watch cars go by. So that's At three. Know, I, wow. I, yeah, yeah, it was kind of crazy, and and <laughs> and which was not good. It upset my mother greatly. But uh, that's what I would do. You know, more recently, my wife and I—I've got the greatest wife in the world. In fact, uh, I'm going to ask for a second interview. We can do 35 minutes on just my wife because she's awesome. But we were shopping for a new car. We were pregnant with our first child. She was pregnant. We were driving, trying to find a new car, and we drove by a, a vintage car dealership that I didn't even know existed near our town in Connecticut. They had a, uh, a 60 Buick LeSabre convertible in the window, and we pulled in, fell in love with the car, and we bought it on the spot, which wow. was not what we were supposed to be doing. It was an irresponsible purchase at a time in our lives that we probably shouldn't have done it. It kind of exposed to each other our, our loves for the cars. And uh, so we owned that car for several years. It was totally not logical or productive. What's the word I'm looking for? for, for kids. <laughs> Economically made, sanctioned. <laughs> it, it, just, it just made no sense for the kids. And in the end, we sold it uh, probably three years later. But it was really our first step into car collecting, which... I, I had some fortunate years in business, so now we can afford to impulse buy a, a car if we if we want to. And you know, we we have. Yeah, I maintain a small collection. It's it's uh, it's fun. You know, I like to say curating them for the next generation. Yes, absolutely. I know you've heard that before, but <laughs> just from a few I, I people. Believe in that. Yeah, and I've had a, a guest in the past that when he was two or three used to go out and crawl under the family car. Boy, talk about mothers being horrified. Bad enough you were down on the corner watching cars. He was laying under the car. I mean, every time yeah, they had to go uh, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. a grease monkey in the making. Uh, in, in the, the making, in the making. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge and a big failure. Now, I, I'd love for you to relate this, if you want to, to the Concord, because people think Concord events are so easy, and they have got to be one of the most difficult, challenging things to put together. Uh, there's so many complexities, moving parts. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. So take us to a place in time where you met up with a huge challenge or a big failure. Walk us through it and tell us how that taught you or what it taught you so that you could move forward. We can talk about a failure. <laughs> so Perfect. A one. I love uh, failures. <laughs> so I'm fresh out of corporate America and feeling like I'm on top of the world. Uh, I tell people August 10th, 2004 was the best day of my life. It was the day I got fired from Nextel. And uh, I say fired, but we were merging and senior management it was time to say bye-bye. So, uh, and I was part of that exodus. So, so I decided we were moving to uh, West Hartford, Connecticut from uh, Wilton and our realtor who smoked the pipe on Hartford felt it was, you know, the rising star of New England and it's the greatest thing ever. And so I decided to do a major concour in Hartford. I spent a lot of money. Uh, in fact, to this day, with no adjusting for inflation, I spend less on Concord events today. My budget's lower than what I spent on Hartford. Wow. We're going to do it right. We brought in, you know, I had all the statistical analysis done. We brought in $30 billion of wealth to Hartford for a two-day period, July 14th and 15th, 2005. And we couldn't get the mayor to show up. We couldn't get, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, the city uh, uh, bureau you know, of yeah, anybody of, on the board or anybody, they, they couldn't care less. The mayor ironically ended up in jail, but, um, well, there you go. Here, see, I went to politics again. There we go. I got to learn, uh -oh. uh, but, um, they couldn't care less. And the show lost $150,000 of my money, not of anybody else's money. We had one cash sponsor for $1,500 
Oh. Uh, who, who was that big bank? It's now MBNA, was it? The one that merged with Bank of America? Could big be. <laughs> I think it was MBNA. Um, wow. Good off sponsor. And then uh, Mohegan Sun came on as our title sponsor, which helped stem the bleeding a little bit, but lost 150,000 hard. Nobody showed up. We had 20 paid attendees. We had 120 cars. All of the hitters were there. All of the hitters. I mean, all the big names in the Northeast were there. And the show was an absolute train wreck. And there is a failure. And uh, so what, what did I learn from it? Yeah. I but uh, I'm being a little flip, you know, saying that. But it, I re-engineered the show right to Newport in 2006. We home run the show and there was no looking back. And really, it's a matter of for the folks that were there, here's some lessons. Um, the folks that did attend in terms of the entries, I gave them a great experience. Not one walked away angry with me over the show. I uh, had my fourth grade teacher show a car, you know, oh, wow. who happened to show up, who didn't remember me, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> that might be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, usually yeah, only yeah. remember the I tough students. It was a good thing. Yeah. So uh, I was not a good kid in fourth grade. And at the end of the day, um, I'm still friends with all these people. They still bring cars to my shows. So no matter how bad or how bleak something looks, uh, you got to keep the right attitude and you have to treat people, uh, you know, whether you get one or a million People there, you got to treat it with the same enthusiasm and the same attitude. I tell my kids that too. What was the biggest reason you could spot that you didn't have more people attending? I can give, I'll give number one reason me was reason number one. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Mm. Sorry to curse. Uh, I had <laughs> I no understand. clue what I was doing. I had great people trying to help me and I listened, but it just, and number two, I picked a city that is, I'll get political. Certain president used this word, you know, a while back. But, uh, you know, it's a city that sadly is very, very in deep, deep trouble. Today, they're facing bankruptcy. I'm very active politically here. I have tremendous concerns over some of the cities in Connecticut, not just Hartford. But you know, we've got some real problems. I'm, I'm hoping I can contribute in some small way to solve our problems. Doing a show in Hartford was an effort to that end and it didn't work out. Yeah. Well, I commend you on a couple levels. One is the buck stopped with you. You took the you took the heat, you took the reasons why things didn't succeed and that that's manning up as they say or let's say peopling up if I offend anybody out there, but I think that's great, but I, I also think another key thing here and and I do to keep politics aside usually from everything, but the fact that you're involved in it and that's the key I think for everybody listening out there if you don't like what's going on in your city in your school, in your country, in your state, whatever. You know what? You can get involved. That's the great thing about this country. And you can make a difference, but you have to get involved. You can't just post things on Facebook and expect You know what? I I mean, Mark, it makes me crazy. So I've got all these goofy friends, and I'm being nice using the word goofy, who post all of their political beliefs on Facebook a very good friend of mine is running for governor. He's going to be the next governor of Connecticut. He's the leading candidate for his party. He's going to be the next governor of Connecticut. Malloy is not going to, he's not going to run. He's stepping down after two terms. So I invite these people to come to my house to meet this man where they can meet him face to face. They don't come. Like, what are you thinking? Stop bitching on Facebook. Sorry, I cursed again. But really, <laughs> stop complaining on Facebook. If you're not going to put your money where your mouth is, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. I don't I, hear about, and I, I don't care if you're pro AR-47 or AR-24, whatever it is, or anti-AR-24. I just, just show up to the party. Just show up. 
Yeah, I think that's a key thing. And you see that a lot in schools. You typically see the students that are challenged or having trouble or creating problems in school. Their parents never show up for teacher night, parent night, any of that. Well, let's get back to cars because we could get way sidetracked here and go down the wrong road. (laughs) Let's shift gears and talk about an aha moment, either in your career or in this uh, world of Concours. Again, fraught with challenges. So tell us about a aha moment that came up for you. I don't have a moment. I tell people I have a few strengths and I'm not a particularly smart person, but but one thing God endowed me with is I can read people in two seconds. It drives my wife bonkers because we'll meet somebody, we'll meet them for two seconds, and I'll tell her I don't like that person. Oh. And she gets so angry at me because she thinks that I'm just being mean and then life will play out and sure enough. And it's just it's just an eerie so understanding yourself, and I don't mean to be negative, it might be the other case where, hey, I really like that person and here's why. But if you understand yourself, you have to really understand yourself if you're going to understand others. So it's not really an aha moment, but it's just kind of the way I, I don't know, does that make any sense? I think it does a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I think it comes back also to a willingness to listen to others. Like you mentioned, if, if you have an opinion, being able to clearly communicate that opinion without Uh, expecting the other person to believe exactly the way you believe. But the key to me first comes with listening. You first have to listen to understand somebody before you can be, before you can speak to be understood. And that's a key thing. Well, let's get back to cars and have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. Is there one in your life that really stands out? That first one that had a special meaning for you? Well, I, I, I did touch on that. The 60 Buick LeSabre was really the first collector car. I mean, my first car I ever owned was, I don't even know if it's a collector car today, but uh, in, in 1982, I bought a uh, 1966 Dodge Dart. Okay, uh, yeah, I remember those. 225 slant six, you know, automatic on the column, real exciting stuff. I bought it from a woman who sadly had gone blind. She was the original owner of the car, and I paid $100 for it. It was a rust bucket. Took the car. It had no brakes, so we took it to the brake shop, did the brakes on the car, Brought it home, and I'll never forget, I lived, uh, my house was a big, long, hilly driveway and curvy, so it's parked up by the garage, which is the very top of the driveway. So I get in the car, started, put it in gear, car starts to pull forward, rolling downhill, I hit the brakes, brake line gives. No brakes. I slammed it into park. The inertia was literally, it was like, it was like 50-50. It was just enough to stop the car. Oh, my goodness. It was a 16-year-old kid who... You know, now today, probably would like to think that I would have thought about plan B, plan C, emergency brake, cut the wheel, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it was so, but, you know, that 66 start was always near and dear. To this day, I think it's the longest I've ever owned a car that was my daily driver. Wow. On the car five years, drove it through high school, through college, and then it was such a rust bucket. Oh, here's the best part. So we would see another one around town. There was a twin to it that was actually in worse condition. <laughs> somehow we tracked the guy down. We talked him into selling us that car. So we had two of them. My brother drove one. I drove mine. I think we paid 500 for his. I think we ended up junking his years later. And then my dad moved into, we lived in Greenwich, Connecticut at the time. And we moved into one of these kind of snooty condo complexes. And my dad basically bribed me. He said, I'll buy you a new car if you sell the Dart. And very <laughs> reluctantly, I sold the Dart and got my first Honda. It was used, but it was a you know four-year-old 82 Honda, five-speed, no air, great car. Honda oh, yeah. knows how to build a car. 
Yeah, they do. How about Sellers Remorse? Is there one you've let go that you wish you had back? I have a line that I use with friends. I'll say there's one word in the car world that I think, you know, raises above all else, you know, in terms of collectability. Mm-hmm. And that word is 1934. Obviously not one word and it's a little tongue in cheek, but I think uh, General Motors, something happened in 1934 where their cars were just, I think, beyond, aside from custom coach built cars, just beyond anything else they ever built before or after 34 was such an amazing year Cadillac with the biplane bumpers, the slanted V grills and just the lower roof line. Cause in 34 across the line, GM lowered the roof line on every one of their cars. You ever see a 34 LaSalle? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, have you ever seen a sexier car? Well, maybe I was okay. thinking of the Lamborghini Mira, but okay. Well, <laughs> different, yeah. Okay. Different yeah, era. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's true. And, and look, yeah. I mean, the Mira is a great car and, and a, a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a, a lot of amazing cars out there, but yeah. I love Art Deco. I'm a junkie for Art Deco. Yeah. And I don't think any car wore it better or wore more of it than the 34 LaSalle. And for those listening, you know, Google search it right now and just, it'll blow your mind what, yeah. what a 34 LaSalle looks like. Yeah. Spectacular. Ah, fantastic. I love it. Well, let's talk about the New England Concorde d'Elegance. I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about what they could expect, uh, when the event is going to be. Again, touch briefly on where it is, but more so, what can they expect to see and experience when they come to this great second year of this wonderful Concorde? All right. It's uh, June 24th, which is a Sunday. Last year, New England got off the ground, and I've got to give a a thanks to Barrett Jackson. Craig Jackson and the whole team at Barrett, they were incredibly supportive. They launched their Northeast auction. It'll be two years ago this June. And after they got one auction under their belt, they understood that having a Concord event, heavy participation in a Concord event is, is really great. For the business, both from a charitable perspective and from a uh, networking perspective. Yes. So Barrett came on board as title sponsor uh, year two, uh, year, year one, I'm sorry, excuse me, year one. It was year two of the Northeast auction, year one of the Concord. We really ran a fantastic event and I'm forever grateful. This year I had to move the venue. The venue just didn't work. And part of that, sadly, was we had to give up Barrett as title, which hurt as we really love them. We exist because of them and we're forever grateful. I made a commitment to Craig that we will do nothing to conflict with the auction in any way, shape or form. So it is a one day only event. It's Sunday, the 24th. The Barrett Jackson Northeast auction is the 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, Wednesday through Saturday. I think Wednesday's preview, but I'm not 100% sure. Check their website. And then we dovetail right from that into the concourse. So there's no conflict. In fact, I've even told my team, we can do nothing that'll interfere, even staging, things like that, that could interfere in any way with people going to Barrett. They get the rule and we are grateful to Barrett because the show was successful and happened because of their commitment to to us and to the charities. Sure. So um, long-winded way of saying the show is Sunday, June 24th. It's a one-day only show. There's no dinner the night before. There's no tour the Friday before. None of that's happening this year. It's just a one-day event. Uh, 9 a.m., the field opens. We are 
marketing is 60 to 70 cars. It'll be more like 100. We always oversubscribe. You can enter your car, go to newenglandconcord.org. You can enter your car. One thing we're doing, because the venue lends itself so well, is we have a, a, a beautiful patio area, which is reserved for judges, entrants, and VIPs. So you can buy a ticket as a VIP and immediately upgrade, and you're served a full catered breakfast, not continental, but full full breakfast and a full catered lunch as part of the package. It's, it's really a wonderful event. The other thing that, that's really neat is we're limiting our awards this year. We have the best chief judge in the world, bar none, and I know you know him, Ken Gross. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's and been a are, guest here on Cars, yeah. We, we are so lucky to have Ken. He brings so much to the show. Uh, because of the way we've designed the show, we're only going to have 20 or 25 awards this year. Last year, I think we had close to 50. But we're going to do a lot of really neat awards where, you know, we're going to have a chairman's award. We're going to have a president's award. Uh, Mitchell College is going to have an award. Uh, my friend, has, uh, to show him how grateful I was for suggesting the venue, he's going to present one on behalf of the board of trustees for it's going to be a uh, an alumni award. Mm. So really on behalf of anybody who's ever graduated Mitchell College. Um, there's going to be an award presented based on uh, on their behalf. So we've got some really neat things planned. I don't know if there's a better venue on the East Coast uh, in terms of the views. It's virtually on the river, rolling hills. Uh, we're going up tomorrow to do a photo shoot. We've landed an incredibly important Ferrari for the show. We've got a uh, 67 365 GT Special that was custom ordered by Enzo um, for the purpose of testing tires. And this car, it's the very last 330 body used, and it's the very first 365 chassis and running gear ever built. So, and the, it was, so the Daytona underneath. Correct. It's basically Daytona. And, and people always look at the car and say, oh, the wheels are wrong because it's got the later custom-made magnesium yes. wheels uh-huh. that went on the Daytona. I'm not a Ferrari guy, so I've got to be very careful. I'm wading into waters that I'm not <laughs> real familiar with. But we received this car as an entry about a week ago. It is breathtaking. Uh, so important that we're going to bring it up. We're going to pay to have it trucked up to the venue tomorrow. We're going to do a photo shoot on the river with it, uh, and we're going to use it for promotional materials because the car is is truly that great nice oh well this sounds absolutely spectacular and i'll let our listeners know john stuck me a picture of that car yesterday uh before they went out to shoot it and oh yeah she's a beauty so very very exciting i can't wait for this event now here's a very introspective question for you john if you were a car what would john be and why oh god what would i be yeah a yugo uh, you you mean a you go or you what's a you go is that a you go that doesn't go <laughs> I, what would i be wow yeah. yeah john manifested into a car not what you want to be it's how you per- truly perceive yourself now you told us at the beginning you really know yourself so this should be an yeah. easy question yeah, for you yeah it should be i'm kind of a, a i'm a big guy you know six foot one 200 plus pounds so i've always kind of like you know i I think I'm more like a like a diesel, like a like a diesel truck, like a you know Ford F three fifty or there you go. Like, that's what you know. It's a modern day, not a vintage car, but I'm a big guy. I can carry myself. So big diesel, powerful engine. There you go. I like it. Okay, that works for me. Well, John, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's cars. Yeah, sponsors. 
Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, this is Mark Green. I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school, way back in 1975. But Covercraft has much more to offer than just vehicle covers. This time of year is very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Rain, snow, dirt, and mud gets into the carpet and the seats, grinding away and destroying the original materials. It's important to preserve and protect your special ride with Covercraft floor mats and seat covers. That's what I do. They offer a wide variety of styles, colors, and materials, all designed to fit like a glove. They're easy to install and provide for anchor points and airbags for safety and a perfect fit. Protecting your vehicle adds value when you go to sell it, too. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me, and your vehicle will thank you as well. That's Covercraft.com, and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, John, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Cars are the stars. Put the cars first. <laughs> yes, I love it. Would I you share? John Cruz. I'm going I'm to credit where it came from. It came from John Cruz. Oh, there you go. Awesome. <laughs> Who you've also interviewed. Thank you, John. Yeah, well, I used to vintage race, and I remember that we had a gentleman in charge of the uh, Sovereign group up here who used to say that, too. Remember, guys, the cars are the stars here, not you. So treat them with respect. No crashing of vintage race cars. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes? Uh, process management. And I'm going to bring up somebody you interviewed. Actually, the reason why I'm on with you is this person recommended me, and that's John Bonanno. And yes. I'm going to yell at him right now. You asked him, and I, and I promised John I was going to do this. I said, John, I'm going to bring this up because it bothered me. John said, go with your gut when you asked him the same question. And go look it up. John is one of the best process managers I've ever met. His Black Horse Garage, is, they're amazing. And I, th- I, I felt like he sold himself so short. I hope he doesn't get mad at me for saying that. <laughs> but he, if I am going to restore a car, and I did a, a 280SL with him about two years ago. Phenomenal job. I'm bringing it to Black Horse, period, end of story. The guy is, he's on time. He's on budget. He knows every step, what's happening at every moment. The guy is a brilliant process manager, and he's got to give himself more credit for that. He is fabulous. Well, so, see, uh, I, I'm glad you shouted out to John, and hello, John, out there. He was a great guest. But you know what? 
John is so good at those processes and management styles that his gut tells him exactly what to do. So I'll yeah, kind of, I, I'll I kind of back well, him up he, he a little makes bit. Really good decisions. He yeah. does. But I just, I, I was like, John, you're the best process man. You know, I've, I've dealt with so many restoration shops who are train wrecks. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's amazing. Their quality and their, their ability to manage a major project of a, a multi-million dollar car. They do fantastic work. There's my plug. There Not even go. a sponsor. And I just, I just had to say it. <laughs> well, for those listeners who didn't listen to my talk with John, just go back to carsyad.com and you will find his show there. Now, how about a resource? There are tons of great resources. Is there one you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I think um, I'm a transaction guy in, in that I'm fascinated by the transactions. and I love watching the market. So I like the auction databases. I really enjoy looking at them. I really enjoy going to the auctions. I don't know if that's much of an answer, but it's, you know, I'm fascinated by values, valuation, that sort of thing. And so I like it when people call me and say, hey, what do you think this is worth? What do you think that's worth? And, you know, so many dealers will call me and say, hey, what do you think this is worth? What do you think that's worth? And it's and it's nice to have that kind of give and take because I'll run across something. I'm trying to buy a collection of cars right now. And, you know, a couple of my these same folks I'll call them up and, you know, and John Bonanno is one of them. And John Cruz is another one of them. Craig Jackson's another one of them uh, where I can count on these people to help me. Hey, I'm looking at these cars. What do you think it's it's worth? You know, as a Concord chair and being involved, I get calls very often, sadly, from estates okay. where a, a former somebody showed their cars, they passed. And so that that's how I fall in into this stuff. So I, I'm not sure if that's much of an answer, but. Well, I think the key there is networking with great qualified people. And there are hundreds of them on the Cars yeah website that I have talked to. So. Check it out. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Yeah, I was thinking about that question. I, You know, Raymond Milo was so, so much fun. I don't know if you know who he was, but uh, I'd have a glass of red red wine with, with Raymond, which I, I had many in his day. It's incredible. It's been, uh, I just saw it pop up. It's been seven years last week, I think, since we lost him. Yeah, yeah. Great, great guy. Well, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners should crack open and read as well? Gosh, <laughs> you know, I'm th- you know, you know, it just flashed through my mind. You're going to laugh. It's a Sarah Palin, New York Times moment. <laughs> Sorry, I got political again where 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 she was asked. Here's my problem. OK, my days are really full and, you know, we'll go on vacation. I try to take 10 books. Uh, I mean, any Grisham novel wins. I'll try to take 10 books with the intent of reading them. I'll be lucky to get through one. But when I'm working, the reading I'm doing is all car related. Yeah. Whether it's um, the uh, I'm trying to look for it now that, uh, you know, the. I read Hemmings. I mean, I read a lot of magazines, sports car market. I don't read as much books as I should. I'm embarrassed to admit that. You know, <laughs> well, I've heard. novel comes out, I read it. I just don't have time. Yeah, I've heard That's this from other time. people. One thing that I've started doing, get involved with Audible books, because that way you can list, read essentially a book while you're exercising, walking, doing something else, driving. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, I understand. So, well, we'll I like audio, Audible books member and and we'll be driving somewhere and I'll get hooked on on one she she's uh you know she listens to one probably every week or two she's she's much better at that stuff than I am yeah my wife is listening to one all the time half the time I have to go up and pull the ear thing out of her ear yeah. go, hello I'm here uh, I have a question for you so well listeners you'll find all these great resources on the Cars yeah website uh, John's page on the Cars yeah website just go there and type in John Lyons L Y O N S 
and that page will pop right up. All right, John, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy. It's kind of tough, though. I'm going to make you clear out your garage. You can only have one cool collector car in that garage. I'm sorry, just one. But you got to drive it. You got to enjoy it. You can't sell it to buy back all those cars with or a bunch more cars. So don't just pick the Ferrari GTO for the monetary value. I want you to get something that you love, that you're passionate about. But I'm going to buy it for you. So what's it going to be? 1934 Cadillac V16 three-window coupe. You already knew that one. I did. (laughs) What is it about that car? Just the design. Folks listening, Google search it. I think there's only two or three known. I could never own one. A, affordability, and B, they're just, they just don't come to market. But just, you know, that 1934 design, V16 Cadillac, I mean, they're just breathtaking. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll get to work. You haven't made it easy for me today, John. Thanks a lot. But I'll see what I can do for you. Well, John, you've taken us on a great ride today. Really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance? before you drive off into the sunset in that 34 Caddy with a V16 under the hood, of course. Just be honest and, you know, be honest with yourself, be honest with others. Um, If there's a problem, resolve it. Don't hide behind it. If you make a mistake, admit it. Look in the mirror. Life is real easy when you do that. Yep. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about the New England Concord Elegance? www.newenglandconcord.org or like us on Facebook, uh, Facebook slash New England Concord. There you go. Well, listeners, again, if you are traveling or out and about right now, I'll make up sure I put a link to that site on John Shono's page on the Cars Show website. Check it out. Put it on your calendar coming up here in the summertime. New England Concord Elegance. It's going to be a fantastic event venue. Fun for everybody. And take a kid with you. Expose a young person to the car hobby. So, so important. John, thanks for being so generous with your time and expertise today and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yow audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road or at the New England Concours d'Elegance. All right, Mark. Thank you so much. You're welcome. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!